Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play team. This actual play uses the 5th edition Vampire the Masquerade tabletop role-playing rules by World of Darkness. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. Listeners should know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience and will include strong language and mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and so forth, that may bear resemblance to entities living, dead, or undead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Rena Henze, and for tonight's game, I will be your storyteller. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Old Ways Podcast, Vampire the Masquerade Chronicles, Shards of San Francisco, in our finale series. I am your storyteller, Storyteller Rena, and tonight we are seeing where the winds of Elysium take us. Before we do that, I'd like to thank all of you, our listeners, and especially you, our Patreon backers, for all of your support. We literally could not do this without you. If you'd like to support us via the Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash theoldwayspodcast. And now, on to some introductions. To my right. Hi, this is Mike, and I play Marcus Voss of Clan Bruja. And next to Marcus. Hi, this is John. I'll be playing Sylvester LaViolette of Clan Gangrel. And at the end of the table. Hi, this is Tegan, and I'm playing Rom the Shaman from a secret undisclosed location. And next to Rom, we have. Hi, this is Ali, and I play Katerina Bogdanovich of Clan Toreador. And last but never least. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I play Alex Giovanni of Clan Hakata. So we open this evening on the same night in Elysium, where several of our vampires have been gathering for one reason or another. Alex, you're still at the table with your feet propped up on the files M gave you, sitting in silence with Sylvester, who's got his feet under the table. Big change of... uh, pace for both of you but as you're sitting there Alex Dawn comes into Elysium the Ventru who you had uh, spent some time bargaining with she's followed by a human in very tight latex who is following just a pace behind her and she looks around as she comes in she sees you at the table, and she just sort of slides over, completely ignoring Sebastian. I'll uh, put my feet down and look at her. Good evening, Alex. Dawn? Got some news for you, if you want to hear it, she says, looking at your general air of malaise. As I uh, have told others, as I like side-eye Sylvester, (laughs) it better be good news. A particular bloodline is no longer going to be a problem. Excellent. Good to know. We're consolidating a little bit. Uh, it also seems that, um, Curtis is, uh, being a little too careful. Aventru, being careful, you shock me. I know, but some are dumber than others. We know this. Quite. So are you, uh, 
saying, you're not able to take care of him yourself? Oh, me, myself, I probably could. I just don't feel like it. My contact says that they cannot, which is surprising. Sylvester's hearing this, by the way. Oh, totally. And he's just there sipping his blood. Well, I'll see what I can do then. I mean, if you want, I can reach out to others that I know I can rely on. Well, I had rather hoped you'd take care, be taking care of the problem while I took care of um, the children. You know, but here we are. You know, when you try uh, new avenues, they usually bite you in the ass. Hmm. She side-eyes uh, the young woman behind her, I suppose. Well, let me know if you think of something over the course of this evening, but uh, we'll be in touch. We've been a little uh, busy with, uh, you know, the hunters, so I'll do what I can. Hunters, yes. Haven't seen any of them around uh, our territory. Seem to be mostly poking around your union. Wonder why that is. Yeah. You wonder why that is? It's because of one of your clanmates was directed them in a, a specific direction. Regardless of whether or not I like that person or not, it's still wrong. Mm, well, he's not around to deal with the consequences now, is he? Well, of course not. He already paid his due. We just have to clean up the mess. Not we, darling. Not we. I'll see you later. And she walks off towards a set of stairs with her presumed ghoul following behind her. <laughs> I'm just going to like look over at, at Sylvester and be like, she presumes to threaten me. I don't know who she thinks she is, but nobody likes ventures around here. So <laughs> she could take care of her own mess. Yeah, uh, especially if anybody found out that, you know, the current whip of the Ventru was the one feeding every other clan to the, you know, hunters. That'd be pretty bad for them, I imagine. Oh, really? That 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 would be bad. That would be horrible. Be like, even worse if they found out that the, he made the fella what was coordinating all the hunters into his ghoul. Wow. You just, you were just sitting on this. I just assumed you knew. Well, I've been um, preoccupied, but, you know, we could probably get the whole clan run out of town for that. After all, what would a Ventru hate more? Being killed or losing control of all their local investments and little schemes? Yeah. Yeah, being ostracized from one particular city that they can't get their fingers on. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest on the West Coast. I forgive you for everything. This is gold. Oh, yeah. You could smell it when I bled him. Nice. We're, we're going to do this. We're going to get these damn Van True out of this goddamn city. Also, I uh, didn't tell you something earlier. What's that? I made a friend. She's real nice. She's real, real nice. Esther, the uh, the huntress. Oh, or hunter. Yeah. I don't know what title she uses, but uh, not. Nah, but she uh, she works for the Ventru because they enable mm -hmm. her whole thing. Uh, as I mentioned, but I think if I said, 
Hey, do you want to kill a very powerful Ventru or another vampire whip to send a message? I imagine she could be brought on side. Perhaps. Not reliable, though, but, you know, we're just men. I don't want to bring my my new best friend in on a... Well, here's the thing, is she is used to working with higher-ups. I don't know that she much cares for particular city politics. Don't give a shit. Really only wants to kill Nazis. Right. Fun fact, has done killed more Nazis in this city. Well, let me rephrase. Has killed more of the chuckle fucks that went hunting with her against Van Ness than, uh, than we have. She's killed more of them. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's also not surprising. Yeah, I told Marcus that all he had to do was prove that he's not a Nazi and she'll finish what she's doing and fuck off. Yeah, she's given me uh, a little bit of time to figure stuff out to prove that he isn't. I've had to call in a favor. Uh, those suck. Might be leaving San Francisco. We don't know. We don't know. But uh, mixed Giovanni, it has been a pleasure, bud. Yeah. Hey, uh, since you probably have a better rapport, maybe you should talk to Marcus about finding a way to prove he was in the war fighting on the good side. So if you can he get him... He doesn't have much time left to prove it, to be honest. That's my pickup. I just don't want to deal... I... I just wish that we could just do something and just have her go on her way. Like, why does everything have to be a goddamn fight? Yeah. I mean, he just kind of gives you the the shrug, the elaborate shrug of, I don't know. I'm a pretty straightforward kind of fella. I don't know. I don't know. Folks do strange things, but. Yeah, some people just weren't built for the fight. And then we lose them. Yeah, I'll have to talk to him anyway. I bet I'm... I've heard the words masquerade breacher and something I did, and I, uh... <laughs> just makes a little kind of crumpled face. I, like, scoot the file over as you're talking. <laughs> oh. Oh, you already know. All right, well... I did nothing if fella hopped up on Batsalt's PCP wouldn't have done, so, you know. I'll let him get some hits in. We're trying to get it all erased and covered up. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you see how many cop cars showed up to the place? Uh, that would be here. <laughs> yeah, that's way more than you'd normally get for uh, assault on a church. Willing to bet a lot of those fellas are paid up members. Yeah, I would guarantee that they've got cops on the payroll. Oh, definitely. That's what they sent after me in the park. But, you know, if the computers get a virus and they lose all the records... You mean the underfunded police infrastructure? Right. Which, well, sorry, sorry, sorry. The, the underfunded police infrastructure, the rest of it's overfunded. But, right. uh, yeah. Well, that'll be a horrible little hiccup on there and very embarrassing for them, I'm sure. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, but. I do what I can. I appreciate it. I mean, it's not just me. Somebody else told me about this. So we've got multiple people working on it, but, um, you know. You're not a bad guy, even if you smell bad. He kind of looks down at his at the blood and he's like, you want to know what the worst thing is? Hmm. That's the only manifestation, permanent manifestation of my animal form. Feline musk. I turn to mist when I go into the ground. I don't smell a dirt. I just can't help it. Just the way I turned. 
That's unfortunate. Yep. You know, I know a place that could probably fix that. I don't want it fixed. I don't oh. want to. I don't want anybody to ever fix me. They always have one strings, two hooks. I mean, you're not wrong. But if you're happy the way you are, then you are. Oh, you I'm should. very happy. Mix Giovanni, I am a very happy fellow. Just the real shit-eating grin across the table at you. Just, I did good work tonight. That's all that matters. Yeah, uh, stay out of trouble. Will do, will do. And if there is anything I can help you with, let me know. Kind of looks at you speculatively for a moment. He's like, nah, I'm all right. Gives a little wink. He's like, I'll come through it. Of course, Mariam's probably going to try and rip my fucking arms off, but you know, whatever. That I can't do anything about. I don't even know if I've spoken to her. Probably not. She spends most of her time out in Oakland, and I know you don't leave the city much. Nope. Don't need to. So as the two of you are finishing up your conversation and uh, Sylvester's wondering how things are going to go with Mariam, and is probably very right about how things are going to go with Mariam, across town, or rather this part of town, Katarina... You have returned to the Haven with Sophie and the young German man she refers to as Billy. She tells you his real name is Klaus, but, uh, well, Mallet has had a very uh, particular way of doing things. So you have these notes uh, and this letter to Esther And you also have a strong box, one of those small square fireproof ones that Klaus or Billy had been looking after. You also have pictures and whatever else might be in the box. So you go inside and Jean is putting on her leather jacket and looking like she's about to head out. Esmeralda is nowhere to be seen. And it's actually fairly quiet in here this evening. Good evening, Jean. Evening, Katerina. Where is everyone? Marcus went to Elysium. Esmeralda said she had to go rip the heads off of some things. I didn't ask. She's in a very bad mood. The kid said she needed to be out for a while, so I sent one of the boys with her just to keep an eye on things, but she and the dog went out. And I've just been doing paperwork and cleaning some things up after last night. So, very weird night around here. Understood. Could you get me a car? I will head over to Elysium. I have some information that I think our dear former Baron will find interesting. Yeah, Herb's around. Uh, I'll call him up. I'm not going to be around here this evening. I'm going over to the house if Marcus or you need me. Houseless Ombra is having a wake. Understood. Malarkey's very sad, so. And I've got to clean up that house the rest of the way, so yeah. Same old, same old. Just uh, let me know if you need anything. Uh, before I call her, Herb or, or Harv, are you taking the kids? And she 
looks askance at the half-unconscious Billy and Sophie, who's just standing there holding this box, looking dead-eyed. Uh, no. Uh, Sophie, will you take Klaus upstairs and give me the box and tend to him and make sure that he recovers appropriately? Oui, madame. She hands you the box, says something in German to Klaus, and he just starts following her, almost like half a zombie. He seems to be barely conscious. All right. I will leave them to it. She knows to not go anywhere without permission. Or she better. Well, there's still a couple around. Yeah, like, and as she's going, you know, because the, the office that will soon be converted into a bedroom... Uh, it has to be at this point. And like as she's heading upstairs, Sophie, you will stay here, yeah? Oui, madame. Very good. Where else would I go? And she goes up the stairs with Klaus. Yeah, and I'm not going to answer that because that would just be cruel. You send her upstairs. She's talking gently in German to Klaus the whole time, just a sort of soft, calming murmur. And her pokes his head through the third door and says that the car is ready. And your Nokia phone just sort of beeps as you're going out the door. I'll uh, hand the box to Herb and pull out my phone. You just have a text from Ray Ray saying, Miss you bunches, love to meet up for drinks again sometime. Have you learned how to use emojis yet? Probably not. Love you. I'm going to put my phone back in my pocket. I'm not going to respond to that right now because I've got uh, bigger fish in my pool mm-hmm. that I need to deal with. I love him, but he needs he needs to be put on the on a side burner for just a little bit. He has no concept of timing. He's not a theater gay. And I'll take the box back from Herb and I'll get in the back seat. And open it up and rifle through it a little bit as we're heading over to Elysium. You rifle through the strong box, which Sophie has unlocked for you. And there's a good bit of stuff in here. And a lot of it appears to be blackmail material. Oh, of course. It's very neatly organized and categorized. And you recognize at this point Sophie's handwriting on the on the folders labeling who is who, including a folder for someone named Dawn, another folder labeled Curtis Melrose, and a bunch of folders with names you don't recognize. But there are photos of various, you assume, kindred. There are documents very neatly typed out. All sorts of delicious things. Marvelous. I'll close the box and I will wait until we get to Elysium and I will walk inside with said box. Wonderful. Rom, you and Katzper have gotten cleaned up. Katzper is wearing his uh, sailor trousers and a striped tank top. He can do nothing wrong in my eyes. He's, he's beautiful. Let's do this. Well, he does look prettier ever since you embraced him, but he also looks very hungry. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, God. Can we do bags with him yet? 
I have bags. Can he do bags? A one-night-old fledgling. Also, Rom doesn't feed via bags most of the time, so highly unlikely Catsper's going to. I have them for Alex. So Catsper just sort of looks at you. He's still getting used to the new sort of grace, and he's keeps putting his hand to his head. Mm. Master Rom, mm. I, we have to do something about this at some point. I don't know how you live with this. Well, you just put them in buckets, you know. And then if you need to, you just put all the buckets into a larger bucket. And then you bury that bucket under concrete. Mentally, of course. I'm, I'm not speaking like physically, but you know, just you just you just shove it down deep down inside with all of the uncomfortable feelings. But Master Ram, you said we are supposed to be in tune with our feelings. Okay, yes. No. You're right. Except, yes. No, uh, absolutely. Okay. How do I help? How did I help myself through this? Well, you didn't get much help from your sire, that's for sure. Yeah, well, look, just do 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 what I do, all right? Whenever you hear somebody saying something snarky in front of you and you know they can't hear you, you can just respond to them in your own mind. And then, you know, it kind of alleviates the tension in the moment. Okay, uh, I will try, but Master Ram, I am getting... It hurts. And he puts his hand over his stomach. As, and then he looks confused as if he's not sure that's where he's hungry, but he doesn't know what else to do. It does it it ever goes away. I'm so hungry, Master Ron. It becomes I'd... easier to handle when you're when you're better fed. So let's go ahead and go out right now. Let's go see we ha- we do need to get you introduced to people and you just got the fresh clean shirt on. God. I don't want to kill anyone, Master Rom. I don't. Oh, oh, well, that's easy. You just, you don't. You don't. You you just, you, <laughs> you just, you drink a little bit consensually and then you stop. But let's not test your ability to stop on any of our current friends, residents, or shipmates. I, I I don't want to, but please, Master Rom. Oh, yeah. So that's the next thing we're going to do. Uh, I think we do need to start getting him towards meeting the other members of, of, of the union. But I, I'm going to rack my brain for, for, it, for, for an easier solution than just grabbing some person off of the street. So I, I just don't want to have to like grab him by the scruff of his neck if he goes a little too far and be like no, and then just boop him on the nose. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ring up I'm gonna ring up somebody. I'm calling Alex. I'm calling Alex. So Alex, as Sylvester leaves your table, and you're feeling maybe in a in a bit of a better mood after his revelations, your phone starts buzzing 
since you turned it to vibrate and you just see Rom on the caller ID? Yes, Rom. Hey, how are you doing? Not great. Awesome. Is there anything I can assist you with? No. Nothing at all. No pesky mortals that are that are bugging you. Maybe the trash guy left a bunch of trash on your front lawn. Your personal uh, masseuse um, poked you with a with a jagged nail. Any, anything anything along those lines that you might need cleared up or handled or taken care of, preferably near a sink or a shower of some sort. Unless you can rewind time, raise the dead, or go kill a Ventru, you cannot help me. I can do partial amounts of s- several of those things, but none of them completely or as effectively as would be useful to you in the immediate scenario. What can I help you with, Rob? I have with me Casper, and I'm taking him in. Have you heard about Casper? I don't know. Okay. Alex. Alex. I I made a people. You made a not people? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have made my I have made a brought into being a, another shaman. I have I have gotten permission from from Sir Roger and 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 uh and Marcus and I don't remember who the third one was um but I'm sure they're not going to have a problem with it cuz I asked two others and that's how it works but I needed some help with projects that I am working on and advancing and I thought you know with the de- with the, the population in San Francisco being so depressed that it might benefit the wider vampire community to uh, have an additional member added to it. So what I've done is I've made one and his name is Casper and uh, he's great. The only thing is um, that he seems uh, quite bitey and in a way that is difficult to control. And so I was leaning on your vast amounts experience and goodwill towards me to possibly have a convenient solution to the current predicament of I need somebody to give to Casper that oh, I'm going to try to like make it so he doesn't kill them, but if they do, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. First of all, new ones are like puppies. You have to have them on a feeding schedule. They have to eat more often than you do. I remember that. Okay. Yes. Casper's eyes are starting to turn slightly reddish around the edges. Really? That quickly? I don't even know if you can give him not people. I don't don't know how your mania works. Not people? Hmm. No, you've given me an idea. Okay. You've given me an idea. I was thinking more of the Capri Sun route, but... Yeah. Don't break the masquerade. I don't even know why you're concerned about that with me in particular. I don't have uh, a history 
of that. I don't I don't have proclivities that angle in that direction. Oh, so we forgot about the beach. And the story I covered up. Everyone has forgotten about the beach. That's what makes the beach so wonderful. Mm. Okay. Just be careful. I don't want Marcus mad at you. Well, I could just like call for a cable repairman to show up and then just eat him and then call Comcast and complain that the cable repairman never showed up. You do know that uh, we're not completely safe yet as far as random people, right? I know. This is the I have thing, the problem. I thought that he was going to be a little more chill, you know, because how I chill that I am. Oh, yes. And yes, clearly. It's just, yeah, I just, you know, I don't want to like, there's a lot of people that I have that I like. And if any of them were to like die, um... I would, I would, I would, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to do anything stupid. So it's just, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm leaning on you and you're, you know, you know, you're, 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 you're several hundreds of years of experience. I'm not like over selling your age, right? Like, I don't want to like imply that you're older than you really are. It's been a long time. However, that's why I have people and things and donations set up so that I don't have to worry about any of this nauseating, mundane stuff that takes away from important things. So maybe you should set up a donation so that you have some at the ready for whenever he's hungry and then he can have a Capri Sun anytime he feels like it. I have bags, Alex. I keep them well, like I said, I keep them for you specifically. Okay, did you tell him he can have them? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. It's just I don't I don't particularly like them. I, it's like they didn't they didn't have like milk-based drinks in aluminum cans when you were human, did they? Okay, so like Something that's really interesting, when you put a milk-based drink in an aluminum can, the milk tastes like aluminum. And so that's the problem with bagged blood is, like, I swear you can taste the microplastics. Uh-huh. Please, Master Ram, please. Yep, yep, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put them in a bathtub and give them, like, a ton of bags of, of plastic blood, and then we're, it's gonna be like a, like a ball pit. All right. Lock the door. Well, of course. I mean, I wouldn't do something like this out in the open on, like, the deck of my ship. Jesus Christ, Alex, who do you think I am? And I hang up. All right, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm taking Casper, like, below decks. I'm going to find, like, a watertight door. I'm going to put a padlock on it. It's going to be, like, him, me, and a mini fridge just full of everything. If I have to refill my store, that's fine. But I'm just going to, like... I'm just going to be like, well, maybe if I microwave it a little bit, you know, like it'll be warmer and that'll be like his thing. You know, it's like a baby. You just got to like, maybe if you like put it in a pot of boiling water to bring it up to temperature. So we'll leave uh, Rom for the moment trying to figure out fatherhood and how he's going to feed his new child. <laughs> With trial and error mostly at the moment, but at least it's down inside the ship where nobody can see it happening. Not that we're worried about someone having seen something happening. So 
back at Elysium, Marcus, you uh, broke up some furniture, which Sebastian doesn't mind at the moment. You did leave financial resources to replace it later. What have you been doing since that sort of rage subsided, or has it, in the last half hour or so? I think it's probably cooled at this point, um, at least a little bit. What have I been doing? I mean, I'm awaiting Mariam, obviously, uh, and eventually Sir Roger to determine what can be done about that. And then, really, I, I guess I'm probably just stewing, I think. I think probably that's the best term. Uh, sort of like any father would do if they had to prepare to punish a child. <clears throat> Someone's been told to go to their room. And at some point, there will be some sort of punishment meted out. And the question is, is how does what, what Jane has done for the city, does it offset any of the things that she has done against the city at this point? And then does that matter? So I'm trying to formulate all that in my head because, of course, it'll be a point of discussion between Sir Roger and I. He will undoubtedly want to know what the value of terminating another kindred is after they have already taken their hands uh, and put them to the plowshare, so to speak, on someone else. So you've been thinking and stewing and ruminating a bit. You see Sebastian disappear into that room where you left Jane, who has just been sitting there. Mm -hmm. And as you note that, the doors to Elysium open, these big, beautiful, ornate carved doors. And you see Annalise come in, followed by Frank, one of your bruja. And Cheddar is at her heels. She's not even using a leash somehow, but Cheddar is following very obediently. And she looks over at you. She just shrugs a little bit. She goes to sit down in a chair and Cheddar jumps up on her lap. She just sits there looking around. Okay. Now it's likely a very important night for her too. So... Mm -hmm. She, she wasn't told to go to her room, so uh, she's free to operate as she so chooses within some reason. Within reason. And a few minutes after she comes in and sits down, starts surveying the room, uh, Mariam enters in a bit of a rush. She's neatly dressed as always, but her hijab looks a little askew, as if she put it on in a hurry. Mm. And she comes striding up. Sylvester, you get a very dirty look across the room. You can feel it in the back of your neck, even though you're not looking at the door as she comes in. I give no reaction whatsoever. And But she goes over to Marcus first. You rang? I did. I gesture to a chair nearby. Sits down, crosses her legs. She's sitting cross-legged on the chair. We have a... We have a true death to resolve. Okay. I haven't heard anything. That's strange. 
you're familiar with Chase and Monica, our our salubri population. Yes. Chase more than Monica. Chase is no longer with us. Interesting. Okay. And because Chase is no longer with us, now neither is Monica. She leans back in her chair. You can see just sort of her digesting this information. She's silent for a few minutes. For clarification, Marcus, did someone kill her because of Chase? Hmm. I shake my head no. No, no. Um, Monica was tied to Chase in a way that only vampires can be. And so when Chase was murdered on the street, Monica became slowly unconsolable. She chose her own end. She woke with the dawn yesterday. I can't think of another instance of that happening for quite some time. And I've been here a long, long time. And so, since there is no prince in this city, nor should there be, the head of the union must take up the matter of, well, Chase's killer. And by some factor therein, the death of Monica West. I'm assuming since it's a union matter, it wasn't Hunter's. It was not. Was not. There has been a confession already, and that is from the Zemitsi Jane. That catches her by surprise. She's usually fairly guarded in her body language, like many Gangrel are, but you can see it on her face. That's a lot of information to take in. It is. But it's important. Quite. I don't think I'm going to say anything about my thoughts on the matter until all three of us are here. Partially because I need to think. And also I need to speak to someone. <sighs> what a night. Yeah. When Sir Roger arrives, I will reconvene, I suppose. But I need to thank Marcus. Certainly. She stands up, puts her hand to her forehead, and then readjusts her head covering as if noticing for the first time it's slightly ajar. Uh, your patrol problem won't be a problem anymore, by the way. Oh, Thought good. you'd like to know. I would. It's my understanding that the head of that whole nasty little group is still running around. I'm going to try to resolve that. Probably a good idea. But uh, at least the boots on the ground are no longer boots on the ground. And they won't be missed. Undoubtedly. Thank you for your work. I'm protecting the city as always. As are most of us. Mm. And she just shakes her head and moves off. Sylvester, you feel 
if you haven't turned around to kind of keep an eye on Mariam, you feel her presence moving in your direction, wherever you've moved to since your talk with Alex. Yeah, I moved to a corner booth with a view of the door, so the whole thing's been a bit of a thing. I knock back the blood, put the glass down, stand up. Sylvester. Boss? I hear there's been a development this evening. And she looks at the blood all over your shirt, all over your face, all over everything. Yeah, I, uh, there has. I met the, uh, the hunter that was able to kill Van Ness. And did you dispose of her? Is that what this is? Nope. And I'm not gonna. You had one job, Sylvester. One job. No. Because while I respect you, Miriam, I still call my own shots. I love Clan Gangrel, but I'm not a soldier. I don't take orders. Not anymore. And, uh... The hunter that we call Esther is not going to die in San Francisco. I've kind of made my mind up on that one, boss, and uh, I respect her. I ain't going to take raise hand against her unless she starts against me, which I don't think I'd... <laughs> I honestly am not sure that I wouldn't be mutual destruction. So I don't think anyone should go after Esther. She has one target remaining while she's in the city, and I am trying my best to get information to be able to uh, convince her that it's a setup, that she was fed bad intel. Mariam looks a little bit preoccupied, even while she's talking to you. You can sort of sense with your really keen senses, her focus is sort of split at the moment, which is very unlike her, but she turns her head all the way back towards you when you say that... uh, She only has one target. I trust your instincts, Sylvester. I always have. You know this. Thank you. For the moment, I'm not going to press you on the hunter. If you have something in the works, and if you think you're not making a horrible mistake at the moment, we will leave that there. However, there's a little matter of a masquerade breach. I thought about this one. Did you? Yeah. I walked in, and I beat the crap out of a bunch of people with a paperweight. I also gouged a man's eye out with my thumb, and I uh, used my claw to engrave the word fascists in the very bone of his skull. However, one, as far as I could tell, there was no camera directly seeing my hand, so they could think I had a razor blade. Two, anybody can gouge somebody's eye out. And three, have you ever seen a guy who's done a lot of cocaine? I mean, you live in San Francisco, you live in Oakland, so I know you have. Yes. I, uh, look, some of them got hits in. On purpose. Also because there were a bunch of them. Did those hits hurt them more than they hurt me? Yeah. But, for the cameras, I acted it up. I rolled back with the punches... And I smashed a bunch of heads, faces, arms. I just kept swinging. 
that's all that. Look, the cameras got what they wanted, which is crazed homeless man attacks mega church, which preaches a anti-Christian message. And he just kind of holds up his hands. He's like, I did nothing inherently vampiric. I didn't get shot. I didn't drink anybody's blood. I didn't use any vampiric powers that were obviously masquerade breaches. I just did a thing that I could have done when I wasn't a vampire. Maybe not with so many people, but you know. And I would have been really badly hurt afterwards, but I could have done that then too. People who don't fight, Mariam, when you hit them, they get real scared. <laughs> it's actually very effective. Well, Sylvester, I'm going to talk to some people and see if it's as undocumentable as you say it is. I got that coming. You want me to stand before any kind of council meetings I got? No. All right. I don't. You've done a lot of good work, Sylvester, over the years for us, for the city. And I know you're doing your best. Even if you do leave a couple cops splattered across forests occasionally that I need to clean up. However, this one is not quite as egregious. So I'm going to wait for the information. And either way, you're going to need to leave town for a while. Yeah, my stay was coming to an end anyway. I don't want to see you back here unless you're called. Understood? Fair. Yeah, got your boss. She smiles slightly and just reaches out and grips your shoulder. There's been enough. Just please don't leave any attempted satanic rituals across the city when you leave. And he thinks about what he was planning on doing before leaving. And he's just like, I give you my word, Mario. There will be no faux satanic rituals in San Francisco before I leave. And as you leave? And as I leave, yeah. Uh, Nothing will be inherently... I'm going to leave as soon as I can. And... uh, Again, no satanic breaches. Nothing nothing like that. Nothing, no upside down crosses, no... You're not exactly filling me with confidence with your tone of voice and your word choice, Sylvester, but no breaches. No breaches. Thank you. Like I said, you've done some good work and I am very appreciative. And I can't say... I don't find the notion of Fred with the word fascist on his forehead forever not funny. I mean, it's pretty good. Very inspired. And she smiles and pats you on the shoulder and just says, by tomorrow night. Gotcha. I'll leave a message with Sylvie when I'm leaving. Good. And she just walks off. Yeah, I'm going to resume sitting in the corner. With more blood brought to you by another member of staff here at Elysium. So, Katarina, you arrive at Elysium with your box full of secrets. You see Annalise sitting in a corner, cheddar on her lap. Marcus is off to one side. Mariam is disappearing upstairs. 
Alex is sitting at their table. Alex, do you still have your feet propped up on the table or are you in business mode now? Yeah, I think right now we've decided to, um, yeah, there's too many people now. So have to be business, all business. All business all the time. And so you see Katarina enter and Katarina, there's a good number of people here, but the atmosphere is off. The last time you can remember feeling this kind of dead energy, pun intended, is at the height of the blood crisis when everyone was afraid to eat and everyone was watching everyone else to see if they'd suddenly freak out. And it's not quite as bad as that, but there's still sort of a heaviness to the room. And no one is on, no one's on the dance floor. Sebastian is nowhere to be seen. And it's just very quiet. Uh, so I'm going to look over at Alex's table. Do they look at me? I mean, probably, probably watching who's coming in and out because probably what happened is like Alex took a look around and was like, wait, there's something going on. <laughs> like I actually missed something. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to lift the box and be like, I've got stuff and leave it up to you whether or not you come over and head over to Marcus. Hello. Good evening. I have presents. Oh, presents. Yes, and I will hand you the box. If it's a severed head, I'm going to be a little upset. It is not. It's not a mermaid fin or anything, right? No, it is paperwork. Paperwork. Yes, from the hammer. Oh, I think his general... Um, General visage will change a little bit and he'll open up just part of the box, just slightly to see what's inside of it. So you see these very neatly laid out folders with very precise penmanship la with labeled names. If you just quickly look and it looks like most of them have quite a bit in them. Hmm. So I will, uh, I'll pick a folder, I suppose. And perhaps of someone I know, at least a little bit. I'll pick out the Curtis folder and I'll uh, just just slightly pull it out of the box. You pull up the Curtis folder slightly and peek into it. And the first thing you see on top is a full color photo of Curtis's long, lanky body crouched down near the ground street level his head is tilted up towards the camera partially his mouth is covered in blood there is blood drenching what you can see of his very expensive t-shirt mm -hmm. and there's the body of a man in a suit on the ground next to him and blood splattered all around Ooh, okay so I'm now I'm intrigued and so the question is is that man that's on the ground this the man in the suit does he seem familiar at all or does he seem like another san francisco tech bro who's been eaten he's someone who's who you've seen on tv you're pretty sure k 
can't quite place the face at the moment, but this is definitely not just your average person on the street. This is a known person. Mm-hmm. And they are very dead. Ooh. All right. Any other pictures uh, associated with it? It's just single frame, single shot. There's a couple other photos from different angles. Some of them are obviously from security cameras. A couple of them are a bit blurrier as if they've zoomed in, but you can see an angle around him where the full face of this person is in view. Mm-hmm. And as you can see the full face, you realize this is a local news presenter who disappeared about six weeks ago, oh, right boy. around the time Mallet left town just before. Hmm. Very, very interesting. I will, um, I'll look up over the folder over in Alex's direction and then just turn the page, not looking at what's on the page, but, but staring over at Alex. Alex will raise an eyebrow and, uh, like kick out like two chairs (laughs) from the table. I'll uh, collapse the folder and then put it back in the box and then tuck it under my arm and just stand up. Let's go be friendly. Nice. Upon arrival, I'll place the box on the table just so, and then sit down. I'll slide into the other chair. It's interesting what gets left after someone passes, don't you think? Indeed, it usually is. For someone as powerful as William Mallet, it wouldn't be We'll just say unsurprising for him to be prepared to keep his people in line by leverage. It's a smart thing to do. It's smart. Um, it can be a little dangerous depending upon who your people are under you, but he definitely has a repertoire. I tap my fingers along the top of the box. A repertoire of things inside here that are likely a little damning for Clan Ventru. It's kind of funny because I just got some information about certain members and uh, possibly the clan as a whole to uh, maybe rid our city of them. Mm, Yes. I like this idea immensely. So, yes, Mallet brought our current problem to our doorstep. But did you know that a certain whip was directing and moving them? Really? Indeed. Hmm. That is why they weren't seen in certain parts of town. Hmm. And the one that I thought maybe we could work with is a little too hammer for me, idly throwing threats in my direction and possibly in yours too. She thinks that she's going to take the city back. Oh, back where? To where it was. No, no, that's simply not possible. I agree. So... If we have enough information, I think we should just be done with the whole lot. But that doesn't matter because I have no stake, me being an independent. I am just giving information. So I'm going to grab the box 
and I'm going to open it and tilt it so that Alex can see what's inside. So Alex, you see this, all of these labeled folders and there's Curtis Melrose on one of them, Dawn on another one. There's a folder with a little black X next to it that says Felix on it. One marked Trevor with a little X next to it on the file. But there's some names you know from Chicago. You would recognize them for sure with all of your information networks, but there's also a folder for every single leader in Clan Ventru in the Bay Area. Let's just make a couple of things clear before we walk down this path. You say you don't have a stake because of your independence. That's a choice you make. The union is more than willing enough to work with anybody truly who's sensible, reasonable, and understands where we stand on some pretty key issues. You value your independence. I don't see that as an issue. After tonight gets resolved, and there are some changes made to the city again, there are going to be vacuums. And it's just going to be important for us to have those vacuums filled properly. So what I'll do is I'll go through the box in its entirety and you and I will have a chat at some point about where things land. There are going to be some things that are just outside my purview and it wouldn't be healthy for me to step into. Those may be areas where others could potentially take advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, uh, whatever you think, uh, I should know, then I will. Otherwise, I can go through these one by one and take care of them as you see fit. (laughs) Well, certainly, um, I've never questioned your effectiveness. Uh, there are a couple that I'd like to deal with personally, especially someone who is already threatened me directly and evidently another person who's threatened me indirectly i tend to take that personally yeah that's that's the problem with them is that you have to choose sometimes the lesser evil and even then you're still wrong because they're the worst they're the biggest part of the white tower problem yeah Unfortunately, because they have forever worked their way into every business, every staple, it's hard to untangle them. Yeah, and even when you cut their heads off, they just spool out more issues. Well, the thing is, is even sometimes they aren't kind to their own clanmates, and I assume from what I have seen and heard that they already knew that that was dying and had already abandoned him. So he was abandoned on both sides internally and externally. He stopped getting any sort of help from Chicago. They told him to figure it out. 
I'm sure it's because they all under- underestimate us, and I think they should continue to do so. I agree. It's only going to benefit us and the people, clearly. So do I still happen to have that manila folder from the mailbox on me? If you brought it with you. Uh, I'm yeah. happy for you to have brought it with you. Okay, so I'm going to pull that out of my jacket pocket and I'm going to lay that on the table. Zeus is our hunter. And I'll open the envelope and pull the stuff out. Is it basically just saying she's aligned with the White Tower and the stuff I already knew? It's two photos. Um, oh. as, as I described to Katarina, one of them is a very young looking Esther, maybe 1940s, strangling someone with her bare hands. But she looks very human in it. And then the next folder or the next photo is from a couple decades later and she is using a sword and you can see this definite sort of aura to her. But it matches exactly what you were told. And there's also a letter in Polish, but you don't read Polish, so... But that's what's in the folder. Oh, no one told you that she's like a hundred years old? No. This is the first of most of the information I've gotten. I uh, I spoke with Sylvester a little bit about her, too. From what I was able to gather, she's been around a long time. She is used to working with vampires. Like I told you, Marcus... She mostly just wants to hunt Nazis and be on her way. That's her thing. She isn't... It doesn't sound like the other kindred point, you know, tell her what to do. It's more of they give her motivation because she does her own thing. Mostly because I'm sure she can take care of them. Yeah, but there's got to be something keeping her alive. Yeah, it's, um, there are rumors, but I don't know. I I couldn't tell you for sure. I think it's something with her sword or divine intervention, if you believe in it. I'm not sure if it matters if I believe in it. Maybe she believes in it enough. I mean, here's the thing, is... Sources sometimes are not 100% reliable. And for all we know, she's a ghoul. Could be. Perhaps she's a ghoul on Elder Vitae. And it gives her a, a range of abilities. If she's hunting Nazis, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, but it should when somebody tells her that you are one. Sure. But if she's just going to run around and believe every single thing that somebody else tells her, then just all that we need to wait for is the next person to tell her that I'm not. Well, the thing is, is the people that she speaks to are people she speaks to regularly, and they usually give her the correct information. Or she doesn't care enough and just takes care of the problem. So... We need to find a way to find proof. That's why I was speaking, trying to tell you before. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's going to be really tough to find proof that 
of of, of what I did in the war. It's yeah. <laughs> I, was, well, I was I was a kindred by then. It, we didn't stack forms. Right. Well, not only that. Like, is there a way that like we could? I mean, because you're clearly not doing anything now that would seem, you know, to be against any particular group other than the Ventru. No, I'm, I'm sort of the antithesis of what a fascist is. Right, exactly. So I don't know if we can get her attention long enough to be like, um, so we wouldn't usually have a union where we hear from all different walks of life. Yeah. I don't or know. Or like, you know, when someone decides to just give me the Princeton and complete praxis, I I wouldn't have turned it down. I would have just right. taken it. Right. That's what that's what fascists do. They take power when they're when they're given or when they're allowed to. I know Sylvester's spoken to her, so maybe he can have a chat with her. Or have her take a tour of the union offices i don't know no they were set on fire the last time someone like that came around oh that's too bad insurance we got it well i'm waiting for sir roger at this point um the box will be gone through and i will make sure that if there are actionable things in it that i know that you're capable of we'll we'll talk further You'll soon be able to reach me at an office. Mm. It just makes sense. I don't want people knocking on my door anymore. I will have an office. Master Ram got you down? <laughs> I just have a lot of doors now. Mm. Okay. Well, I, I know where to find you. Yeah. I'll let you know where the office is. Do so. So as this conversation is happening, Sylvester, you see the doors open and a familiar face, well, familiar in that you've met her exactly one time, comes walking in this tall woman with long, dark hair, deep green eyes, and wearing jeans and a very nice shirt, but with that long, dark green coat over them. Take a deep breath. Count four. Exhale. (laughs) And she comes walking over to your table, more like sauntering. Mm -hmm. And she's got that same mysterious smile on her face as she pulls up a chair across from you without even waiting to be asked and just sits down. I knew you'd need me eventually, Sylvester. (sighs) The jungle folk always need those of us from the concrete jungle, eventually. Only when we're on your turf. What a marvelous coincidence that you're here. In the city. In my turf. What can I do for you, Sylvester? I was told you know things and how to get things and how to get proof of things. And he leans across the table. I need proof that Marcus Voss went and killed Nazis in the war. She raises one eyebrow almost up to her hairline. And I'm going to tell you why you're going to tell why you're going to give it to me if you can. Bud. Oh, really? Are you? Now, I'm not going to lie, Olive. I don't like you. You don't like me. I think it's a pretty amicable arrangement. However, 
we both like Mariam. Now, Mariam is involved in the Union. Voss is involved in the Union. The Union is very fragile and new, much like a newborn, and very easily killed like a newborn. So it needs all of its core heads at the moment. Voss, uh, this Sir Richard, and Mariam. Now, there's a hunter that I don't much care to try and stop because I don't think she's entirely human anymore. Who thinks he's oh, a Nazi? Oh, is that why she's sitting on the knock, on the dock uh, just down that away? Yep. And no one uh-huh. is to fuck with her. And he like looks her dead in the eyes. He says that he's like, seriously, do not. Sylvester, she's got an aura you can read three miles away. Most of our clan is not going to get anywhere near her. Hence, probably why she's sitting on the dock, staring in this direction. Oh, well, so she knows where I am at all times. She what? Yeah, she's got some kind of link to me now. Olive just puts her hand up to her temples and starts just massaging them as if she has a headache. Don't worry, as a clan ventru hit person she probably knew where this was anyway also you know experienced hunter and 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 you you don't want her to die not at all i think we're going to be fast friends what i do want is something i can give her to prove voss is who he is it'll make mariam happy and that'll make you happy because i know you two are fairly tight have you gotten a way for her to talk to him. Because I can tell you something. I was a paper pusher for several units over there before I became, well, me. Mm-hmm. And after I became me, I happened to know about some of us going around destroying various nasty people. I didn't know Voss back then. I don't know if for sure that he was there, but if maybe if you can get him to talk to her or find out some other way. Because let me tell you, Sylvester, were you there? Yeah, I was. I started in Africa and worked my way up. Somehow it doesn't surprise me you started in North Africa. You know, then, that for those of us who were there, it's hard to talk about it without getting into some very painful emotions. And anyone who hunts people since then, which, from what you say, is her, should be able to tell, or at least I would hope, recognize that because there's one thing about Nazis they're not very good at pretending they're not once you start talking to them it's been my main method to find them over the years yes I can look for anything that might pop up but there are no photos of us in action or what would have been us it wasn't me at the time that was the entire idea precisely no paperwork no nothing and I have I know Voss was around in the 30s perhaps the 20s, but I was a child, but I know he was around. We have records from the Union. I know a lot of things about a lot of people in this city. So, it's highly unlikely he was able to go over 
on paperwork. So I can keep looking, but I don't think it's going to get rid of your problem. Yeah, I thought not. It was a bit of a long shot. Some of the guys who were in the Eastern Theater said you might be able to help. I guessed as much. All right. And he stands up and just like makes as if to dust himself off, but it's uh, just dried blood now. So, well, I best be going. Thanks for your time, Olive. And uh, I'll be leaving San Francisco soon, so you won't have to bother. Oh, good. I won't bother you. So that'll be great. That makes me so devastated, Sylvester. Truly. This is the most heartbreaking news I've heard all night. I can imagine so. If you can't convince your hunter by talking to her yourself. I'm going to have to arrange a conversation. Yep. All right. So you see she's down the dock? Yep. Look, I can send you something. You don't have a phone, do you? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. So I I have union documentation from before the war. That's what I got. Maybe that would help. I don't know. But you're going to have to take care of this. This. But uh, don't be in a hurry to come back. (laughs) I'll take my sweet time. And he's just going to walk away from her. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you would. Rom, you've gotten Catsburr fed. There's kind of blood all over the room. He went to a bit of a frenzy, tearing things apart, but at least he ate some of it. And when he calms down a bit, he just looks at you and says, it tastes funny. I know it's the microplastics. Uh, Less hungry, but not as good. Um, More person next time, please. Yeah, well, here's what we're going to do. Now that you have gotten yourself a sense of control, I think we are going to move on to people that we might not want to die as feeding objects. We're just going to go ahead and enter those into our, you know, Venn diagram of edible objects. Semi-edible objects. Okay, but we have somewhere to go. We do. All right. Uh, Wash yourself off. Put on another spanking new pair of pants. We are off to go see the boss. Boss Voss. Vampire have boss. Unexpected. Okay. Look, everyone has a boss. From the lowliest grunt to the secretary general of the U.S. Everyone answers to somebody. And because I, capitalism? Very good. God, I didn't think anyone was listening to my lectures, but it's so nice to find out that they are. But you're true. Uh, you're right. We, we got to go meet Marcus Boss and the other two, I guess. Casper looks a little bemused, but he changes clothes and you can head off to Elysium. Oh, we're taking an Uber with a stranger. Great. I'm sure that will go wonderfully. You take your Uber to Elysium and Casper is just looking out the window the whole time. All right. Like he's seeing the city for the first time. Well, of course he is 
from his perspective, seeing the city for the first time. But Casper, I need to talk to you about Elysium. So, okay, so vampires, right? Just like people, they need safe spaces. All right, so this is like a like a vampire like safe space. All right, so you can't, shouldn't fight people, shouldn't kill people. Apparently, bringing in severed heads in buckets is perfectly acceptable. Um, although I would check with people occasionally. Apparently, that requires a speech afterwards. Um, uh, union agitation is perfectly acceptable. Uh, union busting is not acceptable. So we'll we'll leave Rom for the moment, giving a crash course in vampirism in the back of an Uber to his child. You'll just have to dominate him into forgetting. That's all. Okay. So at Elysium is everything. All these conversations are wrapping up, and everyone is moving to their own separate little spaces. Uh, Marcus, you see Sebastian exiting the room where you left Jane. Mm -hmm. It's been about half an hour. And he walks over to the bar, pours himself a giant goblet, and just downs it in one swig. Yep. Nights are like that. I'll stop over and see how he's faring after, you know, speaking with her. He rubs his temples as you come up, and he's got a sheaf of paper in front of him. And he just looks up and his usual bravado is just kind of not there. He's almost as serious as you saw him at the height of the blood crisis. What a fucking night, Marcus. I have some interesting information at some point. We'll have to talk about um, the proclivities of Clan Venture. You get a slight suggestive eyebrow wiggle and then it's like you can't follow through on it. Yeah. But the hint is there. Yes, at some point. I don't really want to deal with gossip this evening, Marcus. I don't think anyone does, except perhaps Giovanni. We're very good at it. Someone has to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Someone does. How is Jane doing? Very quiet. He pushes over a sheet of paper. She wanted me to witness her disposition of assets. Oh. I look down at the paper and see what's there. In very clear handwriting, there's just listing out various things to be destroyed, including her motorcycle, some things to be left with Frank that in a note says the twins have, and her signature at the bottom with a seal on it and then Sebastian's next to it. Just in case there's any doubts, she said. Well, good. I think it's important that she's prepared to pay um, a heavy price if necessary. She is. She wrote some goodbye notes for me to deliver after. She said, you're welcome to read them if you would like to, but since it's after, don't need to worry about fomenting unrest or something of that sort. She has very peculiar turns of phrase. Well, we'll deal with it after then. The here and now, that's what's coming. I know. I know. And that is where we will leave tonight's episode. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time 
in our series finale. Thank you and good night.